Danza, Donnie Danza. Tony Danza. You guys ready to just dive into it? Let's just let's just do it and see see what happens. Let's jump into it or dive into it. What does he say? Uh, that let's just Philip DeFranco. Get into it. Let's just get into it. Let's get ready to job. Everybody, Pret. Yeah. Big Jace, you ready? Yep. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Four Jobbers Podcast. I am, of course, Ginger Heat, but I am not alone in being a jobber. There are f a couple jobbers with you. I was going to say four, but I'm the fourth. Math is hard. <laughs> Who do you want to start with? I don't know. This is crazy. I'm, I'm botching this intro as usual, but let's kick it off a little bit different this time. Let's kick it off with the man whose day it is pretty much because NXT had a pay-per-view and he is our resident NXT expert. He is the son of the dentist. He is the waxy snake. He is the master of milk. He is Ryan the Wax Mamba. How you doing this week, buddy? This is your week. What's going on? This is my week. Uh, you know, it's going well. I almost had a little catastrophe with my beverage. I was taking a sip. I didn't expect to be introduced first. And <laughs> Jordan, uh, actually, all of you have some facial hair. Has it ever happened where you pull away and your mustache hair gets stuck in the can? <laughs> yes. Uh, I have that. So I almost yeah. uh, <laughs> introduced Jason myself. Jason drinks like, from a bottle. So. Burst into tears. and <laughs> Not a great stuff. But we're good. We're good. It's NXT week. It's uh, the one week of the year where these freaks actually pretend to care about NXT uh, for a little bit. These, Brad's wearing a cross shirt. Um, no, it's not the one week a year. It's one week a month, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'll take it. I will take it. I'm ready to get in your house. In your house, indeed. And there is a man in his house, but he's changing houses soon. And in his name, he has an ode to Scotland, but he loves to poke fun at the Scottish soccer team, and he loves to poke fun at the Scottish people, but he is the enigmatic, the charismatic, the bizarre, the mysterious, the wonderful. They hate Jason. Jason, the brave heart. How you doing, buddy? Are you going to uh, knock Prima Notcher on this podcast or what? <laughs> uh, maybe. If you test me, I might have to oh. use what I'm allowed to use. I am the best jobber and i'm clearly the jobber with a big humongous gigantic unmatched brain big <laughs> big unmatched brain the jobbers have drops the jobber drops i'll be dropping that's all that really matters who cares jobber about me let's drops. move on to someone else all right well let's move on i always have to save the best for last no i'm only doing it this once he is of course the body from Kirkcaldy. Jordan Deves. How you doing this week, my friend? Yeah, feeling good, buddy. Feeling good. Uh, there's been some heartache, of course. I'm, I'm sure we can talk about the Euro 2020 being played in 2021. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about the Habs, to be honest. I mean, after last night's performance, uh, us Montreal Canadian fans cannot say much, yeah. can we? 
I don't know if I can deal with these jobber drops, <laughs> but uh, it's so loud in our ears. The laugh track it's is so it's loud. bad. Oh, I can, I can lower it. I can lower it. I hope it doesn't so kill everybody's ears out there when they oh, wait, look, hear this. Wait, is that better? Yeah, yeah that's much go. more. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Great. I'm glad. I'm in glad. classic jobber fashion, we did not practice. We nope. did not prepare for this. As usual, we just jump into it, and Jason has oh, some sort of half-assed the... attempt at drops, but it should be entertaining. Here we go. We forgot the intro. All right, carry on. Oh, well, thank you, Jason. <laughs> Here we go. As you can see, Let's if you've go. never listened to the four jobbers before, man, oh, man, sometimes we go off the rails a little bit. But that's why we're called jobbers, because of this type of situation. So we like to keep this podcast a little free-flowing, but we do have some segments and things that we get into. We have one good, one pish that we usually cover a pay-per-view or the week that was in terms of the wrestling shows that happened. We usually cover NXT, Raw, SmackDown, AEW, and whatever other pay-per-views there are, but we don't go too much into New Japan or, or Impact Wrestling or anything like that. Yet. But, yet, it was a crazy week because there was a lot of wrestling and there was a pay-per-view. Ryan, do you guys, is there anything you guys want to like say before this, um, before we get into that segment? Is there any questions you guys have or any news that you guys want to talk about in the world of wrestling? Or in the regular world, I guess, if there's something you want to talk about. I guess, from from the world of wrestling, obviously, we spoke last week about some of the releases from the from the company. Obviously, it's been a week of speculation on, on certain talent. It, it seems like uh, we're kind of expecting that um, Al- Alistair Black slash Tommy End... What, Whatever his name is going to be is going to end up on AEW. Is that's the the rumor? And he has mill. a no compete clause right now. Is that why he can't just join them right away? There's some sort of yeah, rule, right? yeah. It's the same so. with with all of them. I think it's kind of so they it's don't mark it on the fact that we know they've been released. So instantly they appear on something else. You know, let let the the heat kind of die down a little bit. But yeah, it seems like he's probably going to go there. It must be for belts too, right? Because technically, you yeah. just like quit one day. You're not allowed to show up the next day on AEW with. A WWE champion. It's a good point. Yeah, they, they, we should call it the Alundra Blaze clause. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, jobber drop. Love it. Well done, Chase. Um, so yeah, it's uh, that's good. Yeah, there's been some more news. Obviously, it seems like um, Braun Strowman or Adam Sher or whatever his name is, he doesn't seem to be going anywhere. But the big one that I've been hearing is uh, Samoa Joe being spotted. At the um, what's what do you call it again? The performance, performance center, center yeah. at James. Now, obviously, that or the Capital Wrestling Center that does yeah. tie in a little bit with something that happened uh, on yeah, NXT. Let's, so let's we can we'll park it. But it's tie a bow on Joe for now. Yeah, it's an interesting. Okay, well, I'll then uh, we'll oh, no, keep going. No, the other thing is that the rumors are circling around is that there may be more names to come. In the interest of budget cuts, uh, we may not have seen the last of. WWE personnel uh, on the uh, on the free agent market. I haven't heard anything. I don't think any of us have uh, in terms of specific names or even sort of I guess tiers or echelons or whatnot. It just says uh, maybe more coming. It's interesting, though. It might they might be clearing room uh, not only to make the company more attractive to sell, but also you can bring in some big names. For example. 
huge name being floated around is John Cena. We haven't seen him in quite a while. Can you ever see him? I don't know. Never have. <laughs> I've never seen him before. I'm told they can't. We cannot see this man. But he may <laughs> make an appearance on the show again because he was talking to some reporters recently about uh, if he were to come back, would it be a heel run? Would it be a face run? And, like, I mean, it would take a lot, I think, for John Cena to be turned into a full-blown heel. Um like, how do you not cheer this man when he comes back, right? Unless they must... You could, there's stuff we could probably think of creatively, but knowing WWE, will they do, like, a Bret Hart-Steve Austin switch? I know, Jason, you just watched that match. Was it actually as spectacular as we all remember? Uh, yeah, if not, maybe even more, looking at... Really? Some of the I've types, watched it in years. Yeah, the types of matches we have today. You go back and watch that. Mm. It's a masterful performance. And um, I will cheer for John Cena if he comes back without his corporate haircut. If he leaves his wipeout haircut at home, <laughs> Yo, that, then I'll cheer. I hate that. Yo, wipeout right now. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's uh, available on, on Crave, and it's produced by John Cena. And it's still wipeout. It's still funny, but it's not funny. John Cena in this role or whatever is not my favorite. And then they don't show, like, the course and the incident that happens. They Constantly zoomed. It's like it's produced it's by like WWE. More it's edited than zoomed, a cut, uh, cut, WWE pay-per-view build-up montage. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, uh, or, I, I suppose Brock Lesnar is always a name that's floated around. I didn't mean to cut off the drop there, but no, uh, he gave himself a laugh. You know, it's, <laughs> somebody asked. Him. As long as Brock uh, lives and breathes, uh, there's always the rumor he'll be back breeds. or he'll come back. Yeah. Breeds, breathes. Breathes whatever he wants, and he breathes pulls, and yeah. breathes. That's a good new T-shirt. I breathe and I breed. Breathe, bleed, and breathe. <laughs> well, I'd still buy sure. it. I'd still buy it. But Jason, what what about Bret Hart's performance in that match? Is he really the best there is? The um, best was the best there ever will be? Because would Steve Austin be what he is today without Bret? I don't know. One thing I noticed with Bret Hart matches is uh, pretty early on he starts doing this. Like he, he looks walks, tired. Walks he looks around with his dead. like a mouth breather. Like, but it really, it's really yeah. um, impact. Like it really works. So he's throwing those punches. Like, it's 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 always worked. They sold the injuries. You know, uh, it was a oh, great match. Man. Go back and they watch could it. Sell. It wasn't even that long. Like it didn't feel. I don't know if it is long. I have to look it up. But it didn't feel long. That's important because even the the Shawn Michaels Bret match. I mean. Sometimes it doesn't feel long, but recently when you watch it, in today's generation, I wonder if they would think of a match like that being an hour plus. You know, like can they keep and their can the, can a match keep your attention that long anymore? No, but the thing I like about the Unless Austin was like, is like you know he passed out, didn't give up, but it's like he he was yeah. trying so hard to break free and he did break the hold enough, but he was so tired from breaking it that he couldn't get away, and, and eventually he just pulled him back into it. So it's, like, realistic, Crazy. you know? Not just, like, broke free and he's good to go. And he gets up and starts kicking. The cover of WWE Magazine, like, after that match, and yeah. it had, like, a... They had to put, like, a cover on it with the blood, and, like, you weren't able to see it at the Depaneur. Iconic. Your favorite Chippy magazine store. I don't know. Where do you buy magazines in the Chippy. UK anymore? Uh, the corner. Weatherspoons? Just the corner shop. <laughs> From the corner store. store. Just the corner shop. Corner oh, shop. yeah, because the corner shops there are usually like a grocery store chain. Yeah. Bodega. Brand. Which is cool, though. Sorry. Bodega. I don't want the end of the street in Edinburgh. Whoa. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was not plugged in. That was an authentic uh, <laughs> it's an internal drop. <laughs> that was that jobber. <laughs> you dropped something. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, 
Brought to you by Riverside. I'm going to call us and say, uh, no, take our name off of that one. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) I guess we'll start off uh, the the wrestling portion of the show with the pay-per-view that just happened this, this, this past Sunday. This. And it was indeed NXT's In Your House. NXT TakeOver In Your House. Um, We had a nice five-match card. Pretty succinct Mm. pay-per-view. At times, went on a bit longer than it needed to, but why don't we go right into it? I like they had Todd Pettengill coming back, um, (laughs) introducing. They had a nice little retro-style uh, promo at the beginning they really I, I do like how they go all in with these old school i like, I like how they made uh, it seem like he'd been frozen in time since the last <laughs> you know he's like what's uh, vhs what's digital like you know what i mean it's yeah, like he was frozen yeah, it's just goop i expect goofiness from him that's what i want no, that's I okay they should bring him back him. he's still really good yeah he was good actually what about michael p.s hayes oh, oh doc hendrix uh, It's funny when I grew up, I thought he was just this jobber, funny-looking guy, Doc Hendricks. Who the hell is this? But he's got so much to do with the like behind the scenes and so many. He was the fabulous Freebirds, all that. I didn't know who they were. I was like, who's this jobber? uh, Doc Hendricks. He sits like right next to Vince, I think, in uh, I know position. It's funny. You think he's just some loser, Doc Hendricks? He's there. (laughs) I hope A and E does a bio on him. That'd be interesting. I bet he'd have a lot. Cool guy. Yeah. Back. Um, but yes, so why don't we jump right into the first of our five matches? We had a winner take all match uh, by means of a six man tag. It was Bronson Reed versus MSK against all three members of Legato del Fantasma, and it was Bronson Reed, MSK retaining the title at, at their titles, all of their titles, at the end of the day. Um, I'll, I'll plug in Lewis right here. He uh, said it was great, great narrative, amazing spots, interesting ring psychology. He says five on five start from him. I have uh, to somewhat disagree with Lewis here. Yeah. Um, the match was fine. The wrestling quality was fine. The stakes didn't seem there for me. This was a feud that they had built between Santos and Bronson Reed for maybe two weeks, I think, at most. Even MSK Legato. I think MSK, and we kind of talked about this, uh, all four of us, on the night of. MSK is just not sticking right now with me, and it doesn't seem like they're sticking with the fans either. Maybe it's because, again, Legato is really, really, really good. Like, I love Legato del Fantasma as a, as a stable, and I didn't at first. I've come around on them because I, like, I get it. I get it, but MSK, they're just not doing anything for me. Bronson's great, like him, but even he needs to sort of find something more punchy as a gimmick, and MSK absolutely does. They can't just be the cool guys who do flips and jump around. It's, it's... I don't like their name. Well, yeah, yeah, I forget what, what it is. Three letters don't draw you in. I forgot what they were the, throughout the whole match. M, K, G, S, K, M. I don't <laughs> It didn't matter. Machine shit killed. But they were, they were super entertaining, and I do want to know more about them. I just don't, you know, like the name. That's what brought it down for me. The Everything else in the match is good. Everything else in the match is on. But I felt like the they missing were, piece of that storyline is 
MSK. There's is that the first time I, they worked I don't together care. with the you know, like the, everything else is good except for them with the angry Funkasaurus. Is that the first time they worked together? I the, think the that three of them. Three way, yeah, yeah, because they yeah. look legit. Yeah. Like they were. They've really... had like their little spats over the last two weeks, but they haven't actually all fought together. Well, no. I don't think. Is that the first time those three teamed up? I think so. Because they look yes. like formally legit. yes, like Bronson's come in to save them a couple times. because yeah. they work well and together. That's sort of how it came together. They do. Yeah, you're yeah. right. That there was good. good there was good spots, good wrestling. Um, I mean, shout out to Santos. He'd been the cruiserweight champion for a while, so I always sort of saw him as a lower weight class. Me too. But he picked up and slammed Bronson Reed. That's no easy task. He, <laughs> and he full out did it. Um, so I, I don't think my opinion of this match is as high as Lewis's. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was a mark for it. Yeah. Mark is out. rare. He hates everything. It's like the so best I don't know match he's there. ever seen in his life. <laughs> Vegan Daddy, get your ass back on this podcast. I want you to explain yourself for this rating. That's it, right. Anyone else? Yeah. What, like what? I, if I watch the match, <laughs> so I watched it obviously the day the day later, and I enjoyed it, but I but I didn't. I I just didn't care about who was in the match, and maybe that's the problem. Maybe the, if you had had that exact same match with a tag team that I care about, let's say grizzled young vets because i actually enjoy Ooh. watching them and i like that dynamic if i versus rk bro let's go let's go <laughs> you give me that but exactly the same match in terms of spots and and, and everything would i have enjoyed it more yeah maybe because i just i don't think I, those guys would do those spots i should have picked a better example yeah maybe <laughs> not but yeah still i want to see randy do those <laughs> either way but like i, I yeah i, I think part of it is I don't care about that tag team. I do quite like Legado. I think they've got a good gimmick in that they're kind of like, they're a stable as such. The fact that Bronson Reed was like, yeah, hey, why don't we have a match? And, you know, it'll be, well, actually it wasn't Bronson, but like, if a guy said to me, I want to challenge you for your title, but also I want my pals to challenge for that at the same time, I'd be like, no, we're not friends. We've just met each other a couple of weeks ago. I'm not, I'm not going to put my like, titles on the line so that you can have a match. Piss off. So <laughs> I, I didn't really understand it. It was fine, just not my kind of thing. Yeah, again, you, you know, as as the milky representative, I, I yeah, that the wrestling content was good. It was a good wrestling match. So I can give it a higher score on wrestling quality, but yeah. in terms of just did I enjoy it as a holistic thing not as much not as much just it, it didn't resonate it's a pretty good all. example of uh, a great match that doesn't have a lot of story and this is where i feel you know i, I always bring up story like i always freaking bring it up but here's an example you know these guys deserved a better story for the match that they put on in my opinion yeah and the thing is i don't even and i maybe i missed something a few weeks back i don't even know why legato and msk were fighting each other in the first place because that's sort of how Bronson got involved this is Santos came out and attacked MSK and then Bronson came out with the save like we'll, we'll use the other tag team feud that's going on Grizzled Young Veterans Champa and Thatcher I get it they're fighting each other they're two different sort of walks of life a little bit two different philosophies I get that I'm excited that's... for when they're eventually they're actually going to do a tornado tag match uh in tonight's NXT episode. So that should be good. But I, I still don't completely understand why Legato and MSK are 
in conflict right now. Did you see that uh, promo by uh, Champa and Thatcher where they're just like looking over the camera and Champa's just like screaming and his ugly face is just beside him? Like, this is what I'm getting from this match, okay? Grizzled Young Vets are two Grizzled Young Veterans that are tough as nails. These two guys, two Grizzled Young Veterans who are tough as fuck, and they're going to fight, and we're going to enjoy it. And I understand that all of them are very tough, and they're going to beat each other up. And isn't that the whole point of all of this? So mm. I'm definitely all in on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One team I likes to fight. The other team likes to fight. That's enough. But Let's this, go fight. I didn't get. Let's prove who's get. better, who's tougher. <laughs> Show me. Let's yeah. go. That's it. So any other comments on this first match? Um, yes. That's it. That's it. That's your All comment. Right. There's another jobber drop from Jason. Did you did you like that promo, Jason, of Chomp and Thatcher? Did you see it? Uh, yeah, I liked it. I've always liked um, Chomp. Because I know you like Grizzled Young Vets, so I was wondering about the other two. I don't know much about them. I only saw them a couple of their matches, and I liked them quickly. You know, they uh, resonated with me, but. Um, Champa, yeah, I've always liked Champa. He's like a, a mini Triple H. Ever since he came back, like super jacked, and he was yeah. pushed to the top. He was the champ at one point, right? And it was, yeah, it was yeah. almost like undefe- undefeatable. I don't know who beat him. Who beat him eventually? Was it, uh, it Gargano? It might have been former. Gargano. They had like a million yeah. death matches, and they were all good. Yeah. So uh, I'm all in on Champa. I don't know the other guy, but it was a good promo. I don't know. Yeah, you don't need to know too much about Thatcher. Just just look at him, and you're Thatcher. like, okay, I get it. <laughs> Just Thatcher, yeah. He's a tough, uh, <laughs> but more technical than Champa's, whereas Champa's yeah. like a brawler. Thatcher, his whole thing was he had students watch him while he wrestled, and he mm-hmm. would like kind of do like a bit of a Alpha Academy, Angle Academy, whatever you want to say. He was that for a bit, and then he became this the fight pit and all that. Yeah. But I guess we can go to match two. And this match, I'd say, was probably the low for me of the night and it was Zia Lee versus Mercedes Martinez with Zaya's whole click behind her and yeah just again uh Lewis put it pretty well as like sort of an injury spot match I don't think it makes Zaya look super great even if she won the ending was pretty weak just sort of with like again it's supposed to be like a pretty brutal martial artsy style kick i didn't think that was believable to put mercedes down like that like it did i I remember just being like wait that that's it it's over um otherwise it was solid action but i think this kind of drove home why these supernaturally stories don't resonate a ton with me anymore because at the end of the match after the match you have uh mei ying mei ying I think come up and sort of choke Mercedes down. I, I, I don't know. I guess May's supposed to be the supernatural being, but I have trouble believing in any feud that can develop here because well, Mercedes is supposed to be the super tough badass, which she is, yep. but no one theoretically can beat someone who has supernatural ability, right? Okay. In theory, nobody should be able to beat this person. And so I have trouble, again, getting super on board with this. And I don't completely understand, again, maybe it's on me and I missed something. I don't understand why this feud has begun to 
they kind of sold that it was like four years ago they fought in a May Young Classic match, which, yeah, I don't buy. But, yeah, it ended a bit abruptly for me. It was a fine match, but I think not, was, not super interested in it. Th- this was a good example of the, they wanted the match to happen and they wanted Xia to win, but they didn't want Mercedes to look weak. And I just, I think they struggled to book that. So what they did was they just had, right, we'll tell you what, what we'll, what we'll make happen is Mercedes will just be in control the entire match, but Zaylee will still get the win. Well, that doesn't make Zaylee look tough while protecting Mercedes. All that does is just make a confusing moment for, for everybody involved. Like you could, you could go as far as saying it made Zaylee look weak. Like I've, Coming out of this match, I think less of her as you know, as like this. I, but I'm I, I someone that know. she should her character before all of this stuff should have been able to have a, a match in which I believe she's gonna a back beat and her forth, clean. a back and forth. Yeah, exactly. And that's I like, don't think it makes her look weak necessarily. I just don't know what I think. Like if I try to think, for me, where, weakens where slightly. Okay, I just don't know where she fits because I'm like, okay, let's work out where she's going to be in that ranking of all the superstars. Lower right? than the other two after all of this, right? But then she got the win. So if you're, if the one thing that we want or one thing we talk about is wins and losses mattering, then she got the win. So she's better Was than it them. Clean, still a win. I, I, I mean, I, I understand your point, but. Yeah, I, I just, I just, I got to the end of that match and went. I don't really know what I feel about any of this. Like, yeah. nobody it doesn't make nobody Mei looks Ying strong, look nobody looks weak, <laughs> and no. then suddenly there's this weird old woman that looks like the chick for the yeah. ring, I, that's throwing people I, off the stage and stuff. Like, I don't really get it. I think this is just the wrong matchup. Um, yeah, you know they exactly. repackaged Zaylee a few months ago and she hadn't really done anything with it. They repack, they. You know, they, she was kind of like a baby face but in no man's land before she went away for a bit she became this badass heel with a new sort of like spiritual even a physical like guidance and I think they should have left Mei Ying as just that not an active character because now you have this force and I don't think Mei Ying is meant to be someone who goes and wins let's say the NXT Women's Championship She's. Mm-hmm. I always pictured her and Boa also uh, as like an accessory to Zaylee, essentially, essentially a manager, yep. right? That's that's yeah. pretty much what it is. Well, that's but what I thought it was going to be. But Mercedes was the wrong opponent. If they want to put Zaya over like this, Mercedes was not the right person to do it against. Don't I could have seen it against new people that I don't even like. There's like uh, Cora Jade, there's, Gigi yeah. Dolan. Like you can't there's, put you them against a, them to make them look good. Like they can still like them in this in this feud makes so much more sense like it's like they're trying to force something on both of these they're like we need to yeah. put you in something you could have put a, a zeta ranier ramir in it you could have put a zoe stark in it yeah. there we go yeah could have put a saray in it we haven't seen saray in like a couple weeks after I th- yeah i think they're building her. her into some they are but i, don't know. I just think mercedes being who she You're is right, it just wasn't a good choice for this for this feud and hence yeah. they didn't have anything for it and they said here's a match four years ago that no one remembered guaranteed nobody remembered that that now they have to push as this was this big turning point for either of them when it wasn't okay if you're wanting salt and sauce with that give me an okay okay (laughs) uh 
All right, any other constituted dried up old milk dust there. Nothing. Yeah, curdled milk, milky. spoiled yeah, milk. Horrible. Milk that's been left in the sun for oh. a couple weeks. Like cat uh, milk. But... Like cat milk. Wow, you ever milked a cat? No, but I have actually drank mm-hmm. cat milk. Oh, why? I think that's worse. Um, why? <laughs> I think I was drunk. <laughs> I don't know! <laughs> who had Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who had it? Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's a great the, one. I was around at a mate's house when we were drunk. And, uh, yeah, somebody had cat milk. It was like in a tube, actually. It was, it was kind of like toothpaste. Maybe, I don't know. Ooh, maybe it was toothpaste. <laughs> it, 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 it was in a tube, mint, but it tasted milk like... Milk paste. It tasted <laughs> like... Um, milk paste. Milk paste. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. Like, mm. I think it was Polish. I feel mm. like it was from Poland. Um, I maybe need to look well, into that. I, I believe think, it. I mean, whatever. <laughs> on that note, I'm going to bring us back. You ever had milk for my eggs? I think Jordan's got to have a little little, little thought about yeah. what he actually ingested that night. Um, <laughs> let's go to the midpoint of the card. And it was the ladder match for the million dollar championship Cameron Grimes versus LA Knight I thought this was a great match I again disagree with Lewis it didn't feel too long to me it didn't feel like it lulled too much there you go Jason with the LA Knight shirt new merch Um, and I also (laughs) yeah hey it would work I also disagree with Lewis that (laughs) Grimes was not the logical person to win this belt I think LA Knight is the right Winner. This is the only match of the night that I wasn't sure who would win, but to me, I like DiBiase as a foil to Grimes. I don't want them to team up. I kind of mm-hmm. like them to butt heads with LA Knight as the guy. It builds up LA Knight, which they obviously want to do, and it still gives Grimes the legitimacy because if he wins that million dollar belt, where does he go? He kind of straight to the moon. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Like, I was hoping that this would lead to L.A. Knight coming up either way. If he wins, him and Ted DiBiase go up. If he lost, Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase keep doing their thing in NXT, and L.A. Knight can move on. But maybe that was wishful thinking as it seems like they're going to continue. Yeah, maybe they will. I don't know. That was my hope. I I still think they want to let L.A. Knight marinate a bit in uh, NXT, but I do think... It was a solid match. I like the way they used the ladders. Uh, Jason, marinating uh, for wanna, 40 years. Bring them up. <laughs> I want to hear from you, but because uh, I know how you feel about ladder matches. I, for me, and this LA didn't Knight. feel like too much of a spot fest. I think they, they kind of floated pretty well, but I want to hear your thoughts, especially because LA Knight is your new guy. So, um, Did I say I don't like ladder matches? Yeah, I thought you said they were too spot filled. Was that, was that you? Was that ladder matches? Yeah, yeah, you did. I said that. <laughs> TLC matches, maybe? Maybe Latin TLC matches. matches. Probably also. I mean, he hates everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I get. I lo- lose track of all I track. hate. But um, <laughs> this one was... I like. I like... Like, Money in the Bank is my probably my sec- second favorite pay-per-view. So, if it's for, like, a shot at the title or for a title hanging above the ring, like, it makes sense. I like it. This was one-on-one. Um, LA Knight is my guy. I don't even really like... Cameron Grimes, like I appreciate what he's doing. Sometimes it feels a little bit too like Roger Rabbit over the top crazy guy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't I don't know him enough yet. I'm still new to him. But right away, for some reason, L.A. Knight, maybe because he's a vet 
he's 38 years old. I don't, I don't know. Like he's been doing it and I didn't know who he was before, but right away I connected with him and um, I am kind of worried that maybe he gets this belt and he just gets beat up on every week, you know, like p- someone else chases, like he's just one of uh, the million dollar man's lackeys. Um, but at least he has like a spot and he will be uh, showcased every week. Uh, he'll get his chances. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they plan to do with him, but he is a very entertaining. Ted is not going to have a chance to speak. Like, isn't that part of his role of being a manager? Always talks, but yeah. LA Knight never shuts up. I don't know if yeah. LA, if, if Ted DiBiase is going to be the manager for LA Knight. Yeah, I, I don't. He's going to be around. It's too soon to tell what they're even going to do yeah. with it. I mean, I'm happy he won, just because it's good to get some wins and uh, make him legit. I, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I do think it was the right move to put the belt on LA Knight over Cameron Grimes. Um, I don't like Cameron Grimes' theme song. Maybe that's an unpopular pick. I love LA Knight's theme song. Oh, you love it? Here's a guy called Cameron Grimes. Yeah, but I don't like it. It's too uh, cartoonish. Yeah, it's too cartoonish. LA Knight's is good, in my opinion. Um, well, what's uh, what's Cameron Grimes' character? He's like this uh, hick that came into money and won he, the lotto or something. Yeah, he well, was this, he was this he, hick carnival, like yeah, carny almost. Carny, like, redneck, and then yeah, he went away for a month and uh, he cool. bet all his money on GameStop stocks. Oh he, my goodness! Yes, yeah, so that's he why he says to like, the moon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cause that's what they say in the Reddit. So before so. this, he oh, was in the, he in the Reddit. Was he as crazy and wild? And yeah, he's, he's, he's still just, him. It's oh, just, just him with same. money yeah, now. It's just yeah. him with money. Yeah, him with money. So it's worse. It's like times a hundred. Okay. <laughs> Basically, I, I'm just interested to see what they do with this belt. Like, you can't. Will he defend it? Like, is, is it a belt that, yeah, they defend or is, is he allowed to wear? Or does it stay in a case? <laughs> he can't well, leave that case. <laughs> I, I don't know. It doesn't look like it's going to fit anybody. I mean, it looks smaller than the EW. You have to carry around belt, the see-through book, fucking thing for yeah. the rest of your life. I don't really know what it is. Is it a trophy or is it a actual championship? I'm not sure. Right. But um, it's. I, I'm excited mm. to see what they do with LA Knight. I, as as my name shows tonight, LA Deves. Um, I <laughs> I really enjoyed the match. I thought it was class. I didn't really know what to expect. I kind of. The, the one thing I was worried about is that it would be all about trying to show Ted DiBiase what they could do. So, and there was a little bit of, you know, right, watch this, Ted, I'm going to do this. But I was worried that the whole match was going to be dominated by that. And it, and it wasn't, you know, they, they just got on with the match for the most part. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with the belt and, and with Ted DiBiase, like, is he going to stick around or is he handed over the belt and that's it done or... Mm. Like, I think AEW have um, the AEW Diamond Ring that MJF has won, and they basically oh, right. they compete for the the Diamond Ring once a year, um, kind of like a, yeah, kind of like Money in the Bank, I guess. And I wonder if maybe they'll do something like that in NXT, where you have a yearly trophy as such, and and it's the million dollar belt, like it's it's just some you know I guess it's something you could look forward to every year. You go on. Oh, we know that in June there's the million dollar champion. I don't know, just something like that might be quite cool. It it, it was time for LA Knight to get a big win, especially because again he was someone who came into NXT with a lot of fanfare, um, b- 
being Eli Drake, having the reputation he has outside of WWE. Yeah. Uh, and he had been losing. Like, he had been winning on NXT, and then he'd be losing at TakeOvers. And that was only going to make... It kind of made sense in some points, but it, it didn't make sense here. It, it made sense for him to finally win yeah. and get some momentum. But, yeah, this is a solid, solid match. I really enjoyed it. Uh, uh, again, I, I like um, that they did build up to the golden ladder at the end, like climbing the ladder. Of, oh, my God. Uh, that was... Yeah. My favorite, I messaged you guys. Oh, about yes, that. yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing about that entire kind of spot, I guess, is for 15 minutes or so in the lead up to the match and during the match, you've got Wade Barrett cutting about going, Obviously, we don't have the solid gold ladder here tonight because it's too heavy for anybody to pick up. It's obviously not here because it's too heavy for anyone to pick so, up. It's at the top. He goes, Cameron Grimes. It's not even Ellie Knight that gets it. It's Cameron Grimes. And he literally just picks it up, walks down to the ring. <laughs> well, of course I was wrong. That ladder must be gold-plated. It's not solid gold because he picked it up with ease. That's good. Great. I, love, I, I, I love it. it. I love that. I See love if he it. just ignored it and went, oh, crap. I've kind of made... Oh, yeah, I made an ass of myself. I'd be like, yeah. oh, that's, we would have picked up on it and been like, come on, yeah. mate, you're better than that. But yes. he, he, he made a mistake and he called himself out. That's what out. we criticize Michael Cole and exactly. Byron Saxton and all these guys for doing it. William Regal exactly. just, he turns it into a funny moment. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the announcers also all wearing old school tuxedos, including yeah. Beth Phoenix with a nice bedazzled gold one. Uh, so very, very old school uh, style. Gotta give respect. But let's move on, unless someone else has a comment on this ladder match. Let's move on to the NXT Women's Championship match. It was Raquel Gonzalez against Ember Moon. Again, good match. Lots of great spots. I liked uh, the storytelling to an extent. There is one thing that really bugged me. I mentioned it uh, on Sunday evening because I like that Dakota Kai is still with Raquel. And she was there being annoying getting in the way, interfering. And then towards the end of the match, Shotzi Blackheart, who is Ember Moon's tag team partner, runs out. Oh my God, Shotzi! And chases her back. And my one, maybe I'm thinking about this too much like a smark, but why wasn't Shotzi out there from the beginning? You knew Dakota was going to be out there. You knew Dakota uh, no, was going to be involved. No, it's because she was hurt, wasn't she? Yeah, I guess and this was her she, return. She was supposed to be injured, so we wouldn't have expected oh, her. I guess, right. If she's if but, she's well enough to chase her, maybe she should have been out there from the no, start. But was she watching I, in the back, and she's just like, all right, now's yeah, the time like, to... Uh, yeah, if she's yeah. hurt, keep her out. At least out, there's like, the hurt. Did she come straight out. from the hospital, yeah. and she got there as fast as she could? This is her return from injury. Have a bandage on her, have her looking like she's in pain. Like... If you're going to say she's hurt, keep her in the back or continue from that. Don't just have her running yeah, out looking or, like or she's make, fresh. Or make her look hurt. Yeah, even like yeah. a bandage on. And it's like she just couldn't sit in the back and watch any longer. She had to come out and do something. Yeah, maybe even have Fine. like a team doc, like a doctor, like try and like hold her back or something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. To and if you hear this, WWE, of course you're listening. There is a chance to redeem yourself. You could explain it and be like, uh, you know, I wanted to let you have this win. I, I knew you could beat them both on your own, but yeah. they just became too much, so I ran out. Like, there's a way I think all, you could cover your ass, but things can be undone. chances are they're going to just yeah. keep going. And Don't I, forget. I love Shotzi. Like, I think she's great. I think It's yeah, not her fault. Would, that's not her, not her fault at all. She's following uh, what they tell her to do. 
Um, she did a good job chasing her away. It was funny. Her and Dakota Kai is... I, I love how they're building Raquel. Mm. I, I think she is so going to be good. an absolute powerhouse. She's got the... What's it called? The Chingona Powerbomb, which <laughs> that's a wrestling finisher. Although they call them now signature moves, so I think they take away the finisher moniker because yeah. we know that nobody's finisher... Uh, actually finishes a match these days but um yeah it's a matter of time let raquel have a nice dominant run with the women's belt bring her up and uh yeah i'm excited to see uh, what she can do she's gotten a lot better in the ring as well i think uh, they, they kind of were banking on that because even as early as war games was when they really first started making her look dominant i still felt that there were some missing parts there but to her credit I'm sure it's stuff she's working out and they're playing to her strengths which is strength <laughs> quite literally so good match uh, I figured Raquel was going to win um, I do agree with Lewis maybe again decouple the main title with the tag team title a little bit I get you have Dakota there who is Raquel's but that's friend a problem, teammate that's a problem with WWE in general Yes, that their women's tag titles seem to be involved in the main titles on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. So that that seems to be the angle that they look at. I don't understand it, and I hate it. Change it, WWE. Um, but yeah, no. Let's fire more women because we we have too many women <laughs> yeah, apparently. Too many. Even though we don't know how to, yeah, we're stuck with Mandy make Rose that a drop. and Dana Brooke. Yeah, yeah. Eva Marie. <laughs> Jason's uh, Let's fire more women in the wax that. drop. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> oh, God. Cancelled. Um, wax drop. Any, any other things anyone wanted to say about... Uh... Uh, I, I loved this match. I, I actually think this was my favourite match of the night, if I'm honest. Um, I think because... I mean, both... The, the kind of main title matches were both great. This one I prefer because it's a one-on-one -on -one match. Um, and, I, and I prefer to see that there's more of a story that I can follow, whereas if you've got, you know, three, four, five guys in a ring, it's really bitty and, and things go mm. everywhere. So I, I could follow the match, I think. I'm really, it's, it's good to see Ember Moon back in that place. I think once she won the NXT title... And then, you know, when she lost that and then came up to the main roster, she didn't seem to do anything. And then maybe that's a little bit of her. Maybe that's WWE brought her up too soon. I, I don't was know. Was she with Sarah Logan at the time? Weren't they, like, uh, were they teaming at all? No. No, she was, she was with somebody, though. Yeah, she was with somebody. Anyway, we could look anyway, that up, yeah. but but I, you know, Jason, she, it didn't, uh, didn't work when she came up, and and now she's gone back down, and she did the tag thing with Shotzi, which obviously was great for her because it's gotten her to a point where she's got an actual women's title match, yeah. you know, singles run, so that's great. I I want to see more of that from her against some of the big names in NXT just now, because I think she doesn't need to continue this feud with Raquel right now. I think that's she can move on from that. Maybe she's the next, you know, the next title holder, but that doesn't need to be anytime soon. Um, but yeah, I thought the match flowed really well. Raquel is insane. I think she's so good. She maybe has a little bit to work on on the mic, but maybe that's why she's with Dakota Kai just now, and because she's pretty good on the mic, and maybe there's 
something that she bounces off and learns a bit from her. She's again, she's improving a lot, which is always every nice. Every week, see. every yeah. week. And I don't know why you guys hate her finisher. It's pretty sick. I mean, she's. Uh, it's I don't know how hers. she's going to continue. I think to it's do the it. eclipse that I'm not a huge. Uh, oh, we're talking about. Oh, Ember Moon's Moon, yeah, finisher. Sorry. I don't like I mean, it. Ember Moon's finisher. I don't like it. I don't think it's sustainable, but I do like it's it as a movie. Sustainable, when she, and it's also there's been so many times she's done it out of nowhere, and it's been really sick. I think it and looked, it looks amazing. It's hard to believe. Yeah. Hard to believe. I I I struggle because. Yeah, it's, it, the other person day, needs to sell it as well need, as the last. You need to person. work it, sell it. Yeah, bop and if it, they twist don't, it. if they don't sell it, or you don't quite get the angle right, and they don't quite catch the head. Yeah, or and you can see them turning. Like, Ooh, oh. it just, it's much like yeah. the the stunner nowadays doesn't always look great, that, and then we get like yeah, um, this curb stomp is another one that you the, it's all up to the person selling it. I yeah. feel the, to make it work. Yeah. The tough part with the eclipse for me is the setup. You have to suspend your disbelief because oh, yeah, it requires like someone standing there woozy for about thirty seconds while Ember him. sets up, and it's like okay. Not it's... always though. It's that's what I'm saying. Is it's I've I've just said that it, the times that it comes out of nowhere is when it's best. Hmm. If there's that setup, it doesn't work. But that's the same with almost every finisher for me. It's why I don't like these setup finishers. Why I never like the six one nine. Because you always see it coming, you always know that there has to be this same. The setup. only time now, he someone has done yeah, some unique things surprise. with it. Yeah. <laughs> the Gene Ambrose off the ropes uh, swing him a ding. Oh my God! Didn't someone do that? Um, yeah. Who did? Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly. Double. And that was even worse than anything <laughs> that Dean Ambrose has ever done. It's awful. It was so bad. I wanted oh. to turn it off, but I kept going, and it was. It was shall, shall we? Shall we jump to the main event then? Is that was the it. only thing that's left? I was surprised that's, how there's short. There's two things left. There's the main yeah. event, and there was some other, one else. other thing to discuss. William, yes. and also throughout this whole thing, we have to keep in mind William Regal was running around everywhere, really yes. angry. Well, what's going on over here? Breaking what's up going fights. On over here? Yeah, he just tons of fights in the back. Like there's was, usually not that many backstage fights. And he was the, the whole was thing there. is they. They've been building up to it uh, over the past few weeks. That's getting less and less in control in the backstage area. But let's let's um, let's put that on the shelf for a minute and let's talk about our main event of the evening. It was a fatal five-way. Yeah, compartmentalize that. It was a fatal five-way. It was Karrion Cross defending the NXT Championship against Adam Cole, baby. Gas station weasel against <laughs> cool Kyle O'Reilly boo. against Pete boo. Dunn. Double boo. And against Johnny <laughs> Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. Hey. With a Shawn Michaels inspired outfit? Yes, the HBK inspired outfit. There we go. Okay. <laughs> I did like Polite that. applause. I did like Polite that. Polite applause. Um, so I said this to you guys last week I wasn't as intrigued by this match because I feel like the more opponents you throw at Karrion Cross, the more likely he is to win because they're again they're the more he has to, to eat this. yeah the more he has yep. to eat exactly they're building I want everyone okay have everyone and win and I'm now worried about damn straight what exactly is next in his story, what's next in the NXT title picture, and what's next for More the other four wins guys who uh, just lost? Nothing. They deserve nothing. Is Karrion Cross's show 
and they go back to the bottom of the barrel where they belong. Finn Balor has been defeated, so unless they bring back Samoa Joe, there's no one else on NXT who deserves a title shot against Karrion Cross. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. LA oh, Knight? Okay, that was <laughs> LA Knight. Oh, okay, well... And then you're going million dollar championship versus the, the NXT championship. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. Maybe Dexter Loomis. No. Oh. Dexter. Dexter the needs to regain Luminator. some momentum, though. He needs to. He needs to end the indie yes. bullshit end and just indie bullshit. fight Karrion Cross in an actual fight. That's Let me I'm talk saying. to you, but um, <laughs> no. Let's to, to to finish up on this match. It was a good match. It was an entertaining match. Um, all five of those guys are good wrestlers, or at least four of them are, and Cross is getting there. He looks good just being the dominant guy. He did some great spots. He sold the through the through the door, and he sold the double powerbomb onto the announce table. I actually really like the ending also because he got a bit of the Kyle Riley Adam Cole. Kyle wouldn't let go of Adam Cole, and it ended up costing him and everyone else the match because I'm sure if he had let go of Adam Cole, mm-hmm. Adam Cole could have broken the submission yeah. but he wouldn't do it um so i, I do not. like it. it 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 went better than i expected because you know the more guys you have in a match the the, the clunkier it can be just to maneuver people around uh oh yeah there you go That's they sweet. fell and prayed yeah is that loud yeah no really no is that no, like... it's not that loud okay i can hear it but it's not loud yeah i can hear it Ooh, but that, um, the base is kicking in. You know, I didn't expect anybody else other than Karrion Cross to no. win this match. I don't know what you guys thought. The so the reason that this wasn't my favorite match because actually I had everything that I like about wrestling. I had some good tough spots, not just jumping knees and kicking, slapping, and you know, hey, oh, cha, flip, let's go. None of that pesh. Um, did have a wee bit of it, but it was it was tough and, and pretty stiff at times. The thing I don't like is they went, okay, we need to make sure that everybody looks good in this match. So we need to have, there's five of them. Okay, so we need to have Karrion Cross um, versus Gargano for a bit. And then Gargano goes out and then we'll have Cross versus O'Reilly. And then we'll cross will go out and then we'll have him versus him. And it was like, at any point, there was always like, they were mixing it up, and then this person has to fight them, and then this person fights that person, and then one of them goes out and then trade it in. And there's just no story. Like, there was a story at the beginning and a story at the end. The end was a great finish to that match, I agree. But if you've got that many people in a match, you can't have a flow to the match. I just I, I just don't like it. It... it I'm struggling to keep an you know tabs on what's happening. I look outside and somebody's literally dead outside the ring. I look over to the right hand side to watch what's happening in the action. Look back to the left and suddenly they're up and back in the ring to break up a pin. And then the other one's out the ring for five ten minutes, apparently dead. <laughs> He's got like an axe in his head or whatever. <laughs> and then he just gets up and comes back in to break up a pin and. It sounds like the AEW War Games match. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> but it's just, I, I just don't like the flow of a match when there's that many people in it because they obviously, it's like, oh, I'm so injured. I've rolled out of the ring for five minutes until I need to break up a pin. That, I mean, that just annoys me. Going into this match, 
it's a fatal five way so i didn't expect to dissect it the same way i'm not going to look at it like it needs to be a technical masterpiece i knew that's what they were going to do every time there's a multi-person match they make sure everyone gets their spots and every little little moments throughout the match and it's just like watching like a you know a marvel movie or a spectacle like the end game and everyone had their spot like iron man versus uh, aquaman oh wait no that's dc uh, yeah, spider-man or whatever you know they all fought each other and so that's what it was, it was just a big amalgamation of all these styles coming together and moments like oh no now they're gonna fight so i just watched it like a big car wreck like a big spectacle and for me ultimately all that mattered was um carrion cross comes out on top because he is the greatest nxt champion there has ever been in my opinion and that's like maybe premature because i haven't seen all his stuff but i don't care he's he's amazing like he's not just a standard like big strong guy with the hot girl and he gets on the mic and sounds like an idiot no he sounds good on the mic i like him on the mic he's respected respected talking and he'll destroy you and they all had and in real life too he's a legitimate mma yeah and uh, background all these guys needed a moment of some sort of uh saving grace because these are the top guys and they're all going to get eaten by cross as they should cross is a, a standing on top of four other bodies standing tall as it should be and uh i'm excited to see where they go with him uh i love carrying cross to the moon <laughs> yeah that that's that's fair uh i see both points um yeah i, I agree jason you have to sort of adjust your thoughts uh, Fatal five-way match is always going to be a bit more disjointed feeling. It's not going to have a nice, smooth ebb and flow. Jordan, to your point, I would have liked to see a bit more of the prevalence. You know, we saw it at the end. Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole have beef. Pete Dunn and Kyle O'Reilly are starting to have some beef. Johnny Organo's a little shit disturber, so he has beef with probably everybody. Uh, and I would have liked to see them say, hey, this guy's unstoppable. He hasn't lost a single match yeah. in his NXT career yet. Why don't we band together a little bit more and and knock this guy out and then let's settle it amongst ourselves or, or something there like that. There was a moment, but wasn't there, with um, there was Kyle O'Reilly and uh, yeah. the gas station Shawn Michaels? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a That's double it. They power could never bomb. team. They can't team long enough. These guys hate each other. That's Adam Cole hates everyone. Johnny Gargano would never team with any of these guys. He hates them. Kyle O'Reilly is trying to survive amongst this madness. So you're right. Normally, you'd want to have all the smaller guys team up on the big guy to knock him out early like they do sometimes on the on the, on the main roster yeah. with uh, every Royal Rumble ever. Yeah, whoever the biggest guy is is in the match. It always happens that way. So I guess it's interesting that they went a different direction and you're right. They could have done something different and I think the tough part is, if you're a Carrion Cross fan, of course, you love this match, and this is exactly what you wanted. You wanted a great match, but in the end, Carrion Cross is the one that comes out the victor. He's the one that looks better than everyone. What you wanted is this type of thing. But if you're a fan of Kyle O'Reilly, Johnny Gargano, uh, Gas Station Idiot, Weasel, uh, or <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunn. Say him, whoever, <laughs> Pete Dunn, the other one, yeah, Pete Dunn. So if you're a mark for any of those... Yeah, this has got to be like, oh, what the fuck? You know, my guy is not going to win the title. How the hell is he going to beat Karrion Cross? They can't do it in a five-way. Yeah. It seems like they, they might be building towards Pete Dunne Cross. That's like the only time he really? had like a, some competition. When I saw Pete, Dunne, I'd Dunne. say of, of all the four, Pete Dunne had the most yeah. That's strong what I mean. moments. That's yeah. all I mean. With the fingers and the joint manipulation. I, yeah, too strong for me to say that he would... Yeah. No, if I saw a feud, him but with the title, like... would be weird. He does not, in my opinion, in my short 
stay at he NXT. He was uh, pretty good in NXT UK, uh, to be yeah. fair. But who watched run. it? And I, I uh, that's true. I like I like Pete Dunne. Uh, I'm a Pete Dunne mark. I actually like all of them, really. Uh, all all five of the guys in that match, uh, in, I, I think, have their value. But in that match as well, we had. I mean, I, I would say we had four heels, and one face, right? One face it's being Kyle. Kyle O'Reilly. I don't think Cross is yep. a heel, though. I, I, I think I mean, he's kind of he's kind of himself. I think he, he's yeah, against everyone. Kind of the anti-hero, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He starts. He's starting to be one of those heels that we like, but he's definitely yeah. been built as a heel. I think. I, I don't know that he has been. I, I don't agree. Like he's been against Finn. Sure, he's been against. He's been Kyle, built to hate but because he's, he's got the yeah, pretty girl and he's just, strong and blah yeah. blah. We just Not, hate. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I'd be curious to see because how a bigger the live kids, crowd responds to him. They're in love with Adam Cole or Johnny Gargano or you know one of those other guys is their guy. Mm. Even though you're right, Adam Cole is a rat heel, of course. Johnny Gargano rat heel. Kyle O'Reilly, good guy. Pete Dunne is just maybe Pete Dunne's a face though. He's like a, uh, a no, tough Pete guy, Dunn mean is guy. Definitely uh, a heel, I would say. Yeah, so they're all they're all pretty much everyone yeah. that matches a heel except for O'Reilly, maybe. Yeah, O'Reilly. Uh, yeah, they're a Canadian Gar- boy. Gargano, Cole, and Dunn are definitely built as heels right yeah. now, and Kyle for sure a face. It's Cross. I'm not. Anyway, all I, that I to say that was yeah. that's maybe why the end worked so well, in that it was if it was anybody else that he had pinned. Or, or submitted or whatever, I don't think it would have worked as well as it did with Kyle O'Reilly because perhaps he's the only face in that match and, and that kind of made sense. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think it would have worked the same if it was anybody else had done that. For sure, for sure. Um, before we get into Regal, um, overall, a good takeover not a great takeover it's not one that i'm gonna be like oh remember in your house uh, this year not, not really it was it was okay middle of the pack uh, but it did what it needed to do it uh it, it moved storylines it ended some feuds it it, it progressed it caused a lot of confusion in the middle there yeah it got a little messy in the middle but um overall it was you know it wasn't like notably terrible and it wasn't notably good it was it's like it never happened know, yeah, it's kind of like par for the course. Yeah. It was entertaining, and that's what I want. Yes. Overall, I leave that event feeling like I was entertained. Yeah. Personally. I just think the you know NXT takeover in your house is just a little bit offensive when we're coming out of lockdown. And the last thing I want to be hmm. is in my fucking house. Get so back in your house. It's like, I'm just getting out, and he's like, get back yeah, in your house, because I'm going to come <laughs> in and ladder match your ass. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's not a gold-plated ladder. <laughs> Greatest moment um, of but yeah, so real quick, I know we're running a bit uh, long on this on the in your house. Uh, one of the more intriguing parts was right at the end. It wasn't even a match. It was uh, a kind of a cutoff line. William Regal's leaving the arena, gets caught for an interview, and he says, "I'm not sure I can do this anymore," which very ominous leads us to believe that is William Regal stepping down as GM of NXT and the big rumor as Jordan alluded to earlier in the show is that Samoa Joe will either replace or support William Regal so he won't be coming back maybe as a full-time wrestler he will be coming back in a managerial slash maybe enforcer 
Roll. What do you all think about bringing Samoa Joe back? Uh, again, we also mentioned he might be a good, logical next step for Karrion Cross. I could see that. What do you think about Samoa Joe coming back in this way? So Potentially. From, from some of the, you know, stuff that I've... You know, rumors and everything that you, you have a look at. It seems like he's coming back as personnel, not as a wrestler. That that That's what it alludes to. And if that's the case, then yeah, it makes sense that he might either take over as GM uh, so that Regan, Regan, Regal can go <laughs> either to another show or just, you know, maybe he just wants to be in the back now. He doesn't want to be on, on TV at this stage. And that's fair. Like, he's, he's definitely done his service, right? Um... So it, it looks like Joe's going to just be a kind of um, personnel of some sort. If that's the case, great. I love seeing him. He's got a great character. But I know as well that as somebody who is probably, you know, he could probably still wrestle. In fact, I know he could still wrestle. So that I know should we need it in the story, he could probably take a bump as well. And that's one thing that I always quite like about or I like to see with you know, general managers or one-time sheriff or whatever you want to call them, the, the guys that are running your, running your show, if they can take a bump as well, it adds because it means that you know, the wrestlers can have some fuckery with them, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited by it. Like, if it's all as we expect it's going to be, it just adds another dimension to NXT just now that I don't think anybody else has in, in WWE. So, yeah, exciting. Yeah, agreed. Samoa Joe's great. Uh, I was very surprised to see him let go. I thought it was because he would want to go back in a wrestling capacity. But uh, maybe it was a restructuring. Maybe it was a contract thing. Maybe it was money. And Such a weird way to do it. I've been thinking about that. I'm like, it must be to move him from a talent contract which was probably a very large one because he was a superstar right like he was supposed to be top of the card champion and that's what we expected and that's what we wanted as well and I'm sure since then but it's just weird to release him so publicly just to re like I don't know it's just a weird way of doing it if you're going to restructure someone's contract maybe this is something you have to do and maybe you have to announce it because you're a publicly traded company I don't know how yeah, the legalities of these things work but it it is just a, an odd way about doing it, but I would love to have him back in, yeah. in any capacity. And I guess when, not set in stone, was third sheets uh, have been wrong before. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. He was spotted at the Performance Center. So, you know, he's been spotted there. That doesn't mean anything, really. He could just be popping Can you imagine, in though? But, like, yeah. yeah. But, but like, the two, like, head shorts. trainers being Shawn Michaels and Samoa Joe, like, those are the people training yeah. the superstars of tomorrow. Like, that's pretty sick. Um... I wonder, like, I was trying to think, when was he released as well? And I'm thinking... Right after oh, WrestleMania. Right after WrestleMania, which would have been, I guess, he would be at the end of that uh, that time frame that we spoke about earlier, that, you know, the non-appearance... Non-competes. Yeah, uh, non-compete NDA, whatever. So actually, if he's at the end of that, he can sign for whoever he wants now. So yeah, he's re-signed with... The, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I don't. I think as part of the restructuring of WWE, are we going to see even more of that kind of thing? Somebody got canned. At some I'm wondering. Point and then br like broad if appears. they come to you as a superstar and they say, "Hey, look, uh, you know, we're going to let you go, but 
if you want, we can resign you to a different contract afterwards, but you do have to go through this process. I mean, as a professional wrestler, uh, Frank, what do you think? I don't know. Chopper. Drop. Amazing. Thank you, Riverside, for these amazing drops. Well, Jason. If you're going to be on this program, you got to think a little bit. You got to be prepared. There you Not go. true about our podcast, no. but uh, I wish it was. Not <laughs> yeah, so uh, NXT, definitely uh, an awesome show. Thank you, Ryan, for, for bringing us through that. I think it's it, it didn't go too long. I think it's on par with Jordan's uh, jerk fest that he had over AEW that was a few weeks ago, of course. Now, what happened in AEW this week? Like, I know there wasn't a ton uh, from what I saw, so why don't you just bring us through it really quick. Yeah, there there really wasn't a huge amount in AEW, so I'm not going to go through the uh, the entire card. Is that you, Jason, in a drop, or is that a fire truck? <laughs> That's real <laughs> life, baby. <laughs> real life. Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm not going to go through through everything uh, that kind of happened. Just a couple of highlights from the week. Um, one of the matches we had was Miro versus Evil Uno uh, for the TNT Championship. I this was a great match, really good match. I'm really enjoying seeing Miro slash Rusev wrestle again. Yes, when we f- he is starting to heat up yeah, again. Yeah, when he first came to AEW, I was so excited for him, and we got yeah. nothing really. It was like just post Rusev Day hype. Exactly, we were all so hyped exactly. because of Rusev Day. He comes in after that cooldown period, and you could tell that it seemed like he was still vacation mode a little bit yeah. he's just been having fun get you know getting to know everybody I think maybe. That's maybe i don't who know but... he was partnered with in kip sabian he was like oh yeah the best man of kip sabian and now that yeah. he's on his own he's destroying folk you know everywhere he goes and the beast. match against evil uno w- was was perfect it canadian was... yes is he canadian. yeah he is, he is quebecois yeah I didn't know this guy. I didn't know much about him, but this feud Evil is making Uno. me like this yeah. guy. I, I was sick. looking up AEW. I was looking up Dark Order for some reason, and him and Stu Grayson are both. Uh, yeah. Did he ever fight Quebec? El Generico? Probably. Probably. Ooh, that would be a blood feud. I want to see. But yeah, re- really good, really good match. It looks like uh, Evil Uno might have kind of leaned up a little bit as well. Um, not that he necessarily needed to, but it looks like he might have. And actually, the match was really, really good, back and forth. I knew that Miro was going to win, or I was pretty damn certain he did. He was going to, and, and he did. Um, but yeah, really good match, so definitely worth watching. Uh, we were introduced to uh, Brock Anderson, Arn Anderson's son. Uh, if you have not seen him, go and look at him. It is the most hilarious thing ever. It's like they've literally taken an Arn Anderson filter and stuck it on the face of another guy because he is the absolute spit image of his dad. It's, crazy. it's wild. Um, so we're going to see him uh, wrestle his, his first match uh, next week. Oh, sorry, this week. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, he's he's the wow. exact <laughs> double of him. It's crazy. That looks photoshopped. It's, it's a young Arn Anderson. <laughs> yeah. <It's> so weird. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm excited to see that. Um, obviously, they have some some second generation uh, talent now. That's like they have a whole. They could have a whole stable of like badass. You're not going to be too far wrestlers. off having the the you know basically the four horsemen two you know yeah like they're getting they could do that type of thing yeah wild um so that was great uh, they were the kind of two big highlights for me there was a couple other matches that were all right 
Um, a low light for me is what they seem to have done with Kenny Omega. I mentioned it last week. This segment of, we're going to blow the, the lid off of this conspiracy for, to get rid of Kenny Omega. I, I, I've seen it this year on another show. This is why it's so weird. Why are they doing Sami Zayn's gimmick I, with Kenny stealing. Omega? Why? It's not they even the one to steal. A, yeah, like it's, it's not even like it was a couple of years ago or even last year. It was literally this was, year at WrestleMania. Still so, doing it. Uh, yeah, he's still. Kevin Owens is trying to end it. Yeah, next, yeah, you, next you're gonna have him come out and say, "Acknowledge me, I'm yeah, Kenny yeah, Omega, exactly, yeah. Alpha and Omega." Oh it, my goodness, it it doesn't make sense. Um, so I did. I really, I'm not enjoying that um, because I don't really know where it fits into who's he, who's Kenny feuding with now. Obviously, he's got a match against um, Jungle Boy, and. It's like Jungle Boy and Pack. Like, fine. I'm excited. I'm actually buzzing for the match against Jungle Boy. That's going to be a really good match. Hope so. But I don't really understand what the f- there's no feud. It's just he won a match and now he gets a, yep. an opportunity. So there's no feud involved with Kenny Omega just now. So I don't really understand what's Jungle Boy there. is over and Kenny's playing a heel and that's all we're getting right now. So yep. it's it's got to heat up. And, at some and point, that's I hope. fine. I'm, I'm sure we'll. You know, something will come out of it, but yeah, there there wasn't anything major from AEW this week that I wanted to go over, other than a couple of wee goods and a pish, which I guess can lead us on to one good, one pish, one good, one pish. Pish, pish. So I guess, job or drop, Jace. Do you have a one good one pish from the week that was that wasn't um, NXT or AEW? Yeah, my uh, I'll start with my one good, and my one good is SmackDown in general <laughs> for this week. I think besides one slight hiccup, in my opinion, it was perfection. Um. So I'm just going to run through it real quick. This started off with Kevin Owens and Big E versus Apollo Crews and Sami Zayn. We all knew it was just some schmoz match so they could be, uh, what's his name, uh, General as Commander Aziz. Could uh, could be like, oh, I only lost because of Sami. Okay, next week it's going to be Commander Aziz. Yeah, we get it, whatever. It'll be good next week. Um, Liv Morgan actually gets a win. So there's a good for uh-huh. SmackDown, Liv Morgan. You only live once, and she's only won once this year, but hopefully she'll win again <laughs> another time. Uh, we knew it was coming because she lost last week to Carmella and uh, Carmella. Seems- I wasn't sure, you know, you never know. Well, I mean, if they, the way they, if they brought her out to lose again, I'd be like, what are you doing to her? It's not fair. Give her the Riot Squad music. Keep, have her keep losing. Like, nothing <laughs> <changes>. <laughs> I need a drop for that. The loser theme. But um, I like her theme. Her individual theme is great. I'm glad she won. Yeah. She looked good. She's get like now give her opportunities. Maybe she'll do something. Um, and and we'll Carmella see. doesn't seem to care about wins or losses. She's just the most beautiful. And for, I guess they're running with that. So good good luck with that, whatever that means. <laughs> and then Seth good Rollins appears on Ding Dong Hello with Bailey. And those two together are... Perfect. He used the door. He embraced <laughs> yeah, the, the door. Yeah, the like actually knocked and everything. It was, it. they're oh, a match yeah. made in heaven. And I think it's like, so it could be if they continue in this direction, some of the best long-term booking ever for both of them. Because Seth Rollins, like his journey that he's had, and he's sort of turning into like the Joker 
sort of you know like he's a madman now he's just sitting there and laughing at like he's like a masochist like <laughs> laughing at pain and 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 but he's still like charismatic and he's getting along with bailey bailey's like his harley quinn they just like go yeah, together it's a good, so, it's a great comparison they go together so well they're just sitting there laughing at the demise of these foes of theirs that they they wronged and it was just so good and entertaining and and obviously, like, his suits that he wears, the two-tone suits, all the crazy suits, that's sort of, like, two-faced suits. Uh, so he's just, like, a villain, like, from Gotham City. Like, I don't know. I like where, he, where he's just amazing. Both of them are, are amazing right now. And then even props to Cesaro for break coming through that door like a mystery date, opening the door. <laughs> and Cesaro looked like he was mad, and he brutalized them. He destroyed the set, yeah. so good for him. He better be mad what he did. You should want to kill this guy. He's nuts. He's there laughing at you. He almost took years off your career. So as long as he comes in with enough, like, just like cut out the smiling and all that Cesaro la 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 like just kill him and just be serious and it'll be a great match um Montez Ford versus Chad Gable even this I enjoyed like the uh, strange bedfellows uh ta tag it. team swapping one-on-one -on -one match I liked it really I liked it because last week Otis is just this big brute that he can sick on people just to, like beat them up in the back and this week it's like the contrast of styles. He's like uh, this mini uh, Kurt Angle versus Montez Ford who can jump out of the building. Yeah. And I think uh, Otis shaved his beard too, and it looks hilarious. Dude. He looks like Kirby. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't like see this. So I haven't seen that. Butter. The thing yeah. that annoys me about that entire thing is that they've come out with their new Alpha Academy shirts that have Otis with a beard on it, and now he's shaved yeah, his beard. Shaved they've yeah, just was, instantly uh, ruined their uh, entire merchandise. Like, I, I do like uh, exactly what Jason said. I like that they're building Otis a bit as like this monster who is kind of unleashed now thanks to mm -hmm. joining the Alpha Academy. I think that that's an interesting mid-to-low-card storyline that mm -hmm. I can... Yeah, and I can, Chad I can Gable. Get for Chad Gable's yeah. the best. Like, oh, you better do what I say and go to the academy mm. and drink your milk. Like, he's the best. Like, knockoff Kurt Angle you can have. Like, he's very fun to root against. Um, then you continue with Shinsuke Nakamura and the King Corbin uh, crown <laughs> thing that yes. you might be getting bored of. But then you got uh, what's his name, the guitar player uh, Rick. You got Rick Boogs yeah. injecting some life into the storyline. They're gonna have yes. the culmination match. I think for the crown at ba uh, Bad Blood at uh, Hell in a Cell, I think all he did was Bad stare. He just Bad stared Blood. at like Bad Blood. That's a better if they have real rivalry. Adam, Adam yeah. Pierce was like, uh, "Well, if you just have a fifth match by my count, because I keep count, you have two each. So how about a fifth match for the crown?" And then he uh, just stared. He, he just stared at him for like a minute straight. So I think that means yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that'll be good. It's a good low card uh, storyline, and then uh, oh, and the Roman Reigns stuff with um, Rey Mysterio and and uh, Dominic and 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 Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso. He's got so much like going around him, like orbiting around him, and it's just all of it's so good. Like um, I was like Dominic came back to interfere in the match, like with the kendo stick that came out of nowhere, and even the announcers like, where did it come from? I'm like, you didn't see him, but. He was standing um, in front of your desk. Yeah. Or maybe he just slid it from a below the ring. I don't know. But uh, at first, I was kind of upset that he was back. I'm like, well, didn't Roman destroy him? That's why he wants to fight him in the cell. But it's like, okay, maybe he just disrespected him. And then Roman tossed him out of the ring in a great uh, great camera cut, like literally powerbomb just out onto the floor. No table, no nothing. And that's like a brutal move. 
right in front of Ray. So I'm like, it's heating up. And, and honestly, Ray Mysterio can still go. And Ray Mysterio in a Hell in a Cell match with Roman Reigns at the top of his game could be great. Obviously, we know Roman's going to win, but it could still just be an amazing match and fun to watch. And he's obviously high stakes. He just threw his son, probably broke his back. Yeah, it's it's not for the title, is it? I broke my mm, back. Oh, I don't know. It might they might make it for the title. I, I don't. I'm hang on. I don't think it is. I don't think they confirmed still it yet. Still time though, right? Yeah, so, I mean, still, still time. one more show. Wi- Wikipedia says yes, it is for the title. Oh, it is. Ugh. Wow. Oh, here. Yeah, um, the next day on Talking Smack, Rain Special Counsel Paul Heyman accepted uh, Ray's challenge uh, on Ray's behalf with the Universal Championship on the line. I don't love that because it's Hell in a Cell, they had to put the match in Hell in a Cell. I'm sure it'll be a good match between the two of them, but... Yeah. Well, uh, if you look at it like he brutalized his son like right in front of him twice now, it's like, yeah, I want to kill you in a cell. I mean, it's it really happened really quickly, but I, I like where it's going, and... Honestly, Roman is so good that when he was talking to Jimmy, like after Jay left the room, because he's put in the middle of this conflict, and he's like, I had enough of this, oos, and he just left, you know? And then you think they're going to fight or something, but Roman is so manipulative and so, like, calculating that he kind of makes Jimmy look like the bad guy instantly. It was, yeah. it was, and Jimmy couldn't say anything. I'm like, what's he going to say to that? Like, that whole, and when he was getting, like, passionate and he was going, like, I do this for my family, I'm used to winning, like, I actually believed it. I was like, wow, he's actually getting, like, you know, he's not just talking under his breath, like, bring me Jimmy, you know, like, he just talks really calm. He's actually getting hyped up, and I don't know. I think he's great. I'm a huge Mark. It sucks, but it is what it is. He deserves it. Mark. It, it's all good. Why does it suck? I don't so, want to be a Mark, but, it, you know, he's, uh, he deserves it. All that was, all that was your good? That, that was Jason's good. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, just because SmackDown was so good. It deserved to be wrapped up. He said up before, it, he said, it's SmackDown is my yeah, good. SmackDown so, is my good. That's fine. It was That's fine. entertaining from beginning to end. It was concise it had purpose there's a lot to look forward to going to hell in a cell it did what it's supposed to do so and as that much, you know is that it's the one time we'll accept this because uh because why <laughs> thank right. you so much for leaving us with raw since nxt has already hey, been covered some goods from raw we're basically well, just uh, left what's with your raw, bad which, jason my bad is raw so good luck <laughs> Thank you so much All for right, listening yeah. to this week. <laughs> See ya. D- did you guys watch Raw? I watched bits. And I watched. Um, I tried to watch it like legitimately, and uh, I'm just gonna go right into it. My bad is Nikki Cross and everything they're doing yeah, with it uh, because it's shocking. So awful. So like, it's just fair. her theme. Shocking. Everything. Everything they have. She's like this useless thing in between charlotte and ria it made like her eugene i'm not saying yeah. like totally but like uh, no i know what you mean yeah. in, terms in terms of, of being use. this idiot yeah. It's, yeah that's so weird so i mean that's that was pretty much what took me out of raw at that point i did check in for some other parts but again there was nothing nothing is bringing me to raw except for one thing and i don't know if it's your guys go to the week but RK Bro is the only thing that brings me to Raw anymore, which is sad because we have Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley, and which should be this amazing feud. And it's just like I'm waiting for the pay per view, and I watch I watch it and everything, but I'm not uh, super engaged with it. So RK Bro is my good uh, again. They're saving Raw for me, Nikki. I just I can't even I can't even deal with this. Like no, this is it's, so it's dis- super. It's fucked. Um, jumping in there with my bad of the week is is. 
obviously from Raw as well. I didn't watch all of it. I watched some some of the highlights or, or, or some of the, Raw. as we <laughs> yes. called it, just lights. Um, yeah. It's the return of Eva Marie slash not return of Eva Marie. I thought that was good. Nah, that's awful. I, I, <laughs> Is that a good, Jason? Or you think I thought it was like good. I liked it. Or... No nah. one wants to see her wrestle, but they want to see her. It's perfect. I, I, I hate it. It's, again, you've got this character who is a major player in NXT UK. We're supposed to not know who that oh, I didn't person know that. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I thought it was just some random don't. person. But it's the announcer's job to say, oh yeah. my God, it's it's Piper from NXT UK. Uh, a- like, apparently, she... But it works on the main to, roster, barely, because people only watched the main uh, roster, didn't know who she mm-hmm. was, so it worked. But apparently, respect, according to the, uh, <laughs> the, the dirt sheets and stuff, she will have a different name. She will no longer be Piper Niven on the main show. She will, yeah, <laughs> some, something like that. But Commander again, Piper. what? Another. So this is another Scots woman who's being used so poorly. Um, so yeah, we're gonna have to deal with that. I, I just, I don't like Eva Marie at all. I, I've never liked her. I have not been hyped for her returning. And then when she does return, she is basically Carmela with pink hair. I don't like Car- Carmella just now much either. I just, I hate it. The women's division is so poor. So poor. And I don't understand why. And they why. buried Naomi, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> this so they, exactly. Yes. That's another part of it. Like, you've got a two Nothing or three-time world Piper, champion. Whoever she I thought she was now. just a jobber, like a new a new character, if you no, will. And then she just beats Naomi. That's the disrespect that she gets like it's well just, whatever i thought it was good i liked it, it nah it's it's my bad of the week right. i can't i can't say it, it was good it, it sucked my my good of the week um i'm trying to think if there's anything on raw that i could cling on to as a good um i think i remember the you can say something if like what would if you're good have been if jason didn't say yeah, you can I, I say it from a different pick something yeah. from raw i think my good okay. was there was this moment where um, I heard somebody say goodbye and then it all went black and the, the <laughs> thing finished. That was probably my good. Um, but I would say my good of the week, and honestly, I'd probably go to say good of the month was this week's edition of uh, Ding Dong Hello. <laughs> the fact that Seth Rollins' pants ripped as he was thrown over the chair, I don't know if that was planned it didn't look like it. It looked like it just happened in the moment. And he's cut about Pat McAfee again, another excellent for the week. Pat McAfee running about going, oh, his, his pants are ripped. I just, <laughs> I love it. It's so good. So yeah, Seth and, and Bailey. And even the moment where they watched like a bit of footage back and then it cut back to them in the ring and they just sat looking at each other. Dead silence, just like trying not to laugh back and forward for about a minute and then <laughs> and then cackling away to themselves. I love it. I love it. So yeah, that's my. What a what about uh, Bianca's involvement in all of this? And it's something that we haven't talked about at all yet. Did do you guys, uh, Jason especially? Uh, what did you think? Is it is it noteworthy? Is it not like uh, uh, good bad? Yeah, it's there's not much going on between Bailey and it's just laughing at each other. I guess that's the the theme here. Yeah. I think she'll just beat Bailey and move on. Hopefully and. And hopefully get more involved, like character-wise. Yeah. Like she's been kind of shallow in that regard. But you've put her against 
somebody who is po- in in the women's division, possibly in the men's, she's one of the best on the mic, Bailey. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. In, in WWE, she's you arguably know, and, the and best, and she's amongst the best. Somebody like Bianca, who's still developing and learning what it's like on the main show for for promo work, and you've put yeah. her against somebody who is the best. So instantly. Even if her promo's ten times better than it's ever been before, it's still a hundred times worse than what Bailey's going to throw. She started out with the worst, tag. and now she's working with the best. That's very. That's very true. <laughs> not that's the worst, true. but the someone that was worst. not as good as Bailey. Yeah, but I think ba- Bailey just overshadows her. That's <laughs> no. that's the only issue just now. Is but in the, the ring, she'll in the ring is a different matter. Yeah, I just wish their match at Hell in a Cell was in a Hell in a Cell. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I'll start with my bad too, and there was a lot to choose from on Raw. I could have talked about Cedric Alexander and Jeff Hardy. That was pretty bad. I could have talked about how they're trying to push Jackson Riker as a face for whatever reason. The big freak. Jason likes it. Now looks oh, like a I don't know anything about him. Jobber number two. I could have talked about how. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke got into an argument with Tamina and Natalia, even though there's a do. wrestling ring please right do. in front of them. Talk about that one, please. That one almost made yeah. me jump out a window. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, that's not my bad of the week, but I will mention you're mad that you're taking a photo shoot five feet away from a wrestling ring that's right in front of you. You're mad that people are using it to wrestle in. And they're full ring they gear can't also. wrestle. They're, they're jealous. Gear. They don't want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, you you guys look too good, and you guys wrestle have too last good. names or something. Yeah, you guys wrestle too good. It's you like, guys wrestle up. too good. You guys look too good. And uh, I, they, I agree, okay. Jason. I want to put my put my head through the wall or something. The referees not holding them back, like half ass yeah. holding them back, and they're like, you know, not even trying to get through. Like, just come well, on. Why man. are Decent tag teams, a Riot Squad, even Lana and Naomi, uh, even like some NXT tag teams. Why are the Muscle Friends getting opportunities for nothing? Why are they not earning them? Because you missed out the key word of their name. It's their sexy Muscle, muscle Friends. Yes. The minute you call them sexy, sex Money. sells. To the moon. Rick said it from Rick and Morty. Se- sex sells, Morty. Sex, sex sells, Morty. <laughs> But I do have a bad of the week that eclipses all of that. And Show me what you got. It is Alexa Bliss is my bad of oh, the week. Man. Yes, we start off by ditching her, uh, uh, her storyline. I don't think it's any her. I don't think it's her fault. So the Shayna and Alexa storyline. The Shayna and Alexa and Naya <laughs> and all all that. And that Reggie. is my bad of the week. First of all, uh, she says she got rid of Molly or Lily or Billy, the doll. The doll's gone, which, okay, cool. I thought this whole thing was now the doll is going to be her, like, alter ego. or You know, you're trying to buy into it a little bit, I guess, which yeah. I'm not fond of. Then Naya shows up and is like, okay, we were friends. What happened to you? It's like, have you not been watching the last year, Naya Jax? Have you, have you been too busy wrestling six times a week? Why are you week? acting this way? Yeah, what, what happened to you? You, you used to be uh, not a freak. Well, I, uh, 
became possessed by the devil, and uh, then I disowned the devil because he was too big of a jobber for me, and he disappeared, and now I'm here. He got a new mask for one night only. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the main event happens, and it's it's Naya versus Alexa, and just, Reggie it's just... Okay. Co- it was okay. The match itself was okay. I was, was happy okay. to see we Alexa see in the ring again. Yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. And then Reggie comes in and just grabs her, and I thought this, again, supposed to be a supernatural person couldn't she just like a zapped him um, then she put him in a trance and then Naya's just like just the... Naya's just like Reggie snap out of it. he's like oh okay huh. <laughs> <laughs> I like, did that's it it's like all right well okay, good cool. to know that this person has zero like it goes back to when she was in the Royal Rumble and she started to like do her crazy stuff and they just eliminated her so it's like she has power for about five seconds clearly and then nothing it's just it's not going anywhere and everyone keeps saying wait this is long-term storytelling this is this is gonna pay off and it's been nine months and it, i thought it was gonna pay off with the fiend it didn't i thought it was gonna pay off with uh lily and it didn't unless the payoff for this is alexa bliss versus legitimate god it's not going to pay yeah. off anymore. Like, it's just, it's, I'm sorry. It's not going to, yeah, literally, like, it's, I want the whole Thunderdome to lift up and, like, burst into flames, spin round, and, you know. The thing is, this has a this has a shelf life. They're going live again soon, and the things that mm-hmm. they can do with her are yeah. severely limited when you're in front of a live audience. Yeah. So either she, I guess, gets baptized or something or sal- salvationed, at some point, and like everyone tries exorcism. to say, you used to be different, you used to be my friend, and maybe it eventually cracks through to her, or it just keeps going and getting pish, but that is my bad. I've gone on enough times about this, and I think at this point it is beyond salvation for me. I want her to just go back to being Alexa Bliss. Yeah. I don't want the Bam. Alexis Playhouse or Funhouse or Treehouse anymore. No house. Mill house. No house. Homeless Alexa Bliss. You know I'm always good. You know I'm always up for a, a bizarre storyline, a weird storyline. I'm always up for the supernatural stuff if they can do it properly, because I grew up in a time when the Undertaker was supernatural, when Kane was supernatural, when mankind was supernatural. That is what I expect. Mankind was not supernatural. Well, he was this he was weird just, being he, that lived in a boiler room and came out to Claw's way and fight macabre. the Undertaker. Yeah. He was he conceptual. This, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there was this mystique about him. He yeah, was this that's good. mystical figure that's a good, until he that's became a good way later. to do it. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It was very well done. I loved it. The, I'll never forget the Boiler Room Brawl. I'll never forget seeing Mankind for the first time and wondering what this creature was and the way they described him and everything. And then you, you bring us to the current iteration of mystical, mysterious storylines, and we get Bray Wyatt, which was good for a while, then turned into some stardust-adjacent craziness. And then now, arguably the most popular superstar, one of the most popular superstars, Alexa Bliss, is put into this. And I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm very disappointed because I was... There's a difference between working hard and working <sighs> smart. And it's pretty clear to me that it wasn't your brains <laughs> that opened up doors for you here. Natty's the best part of that whole thing. Yeah. But it's pish. Anyway, all that to say, I, I, I don't want to see... Pish. Pish everywhere. Pish. pish all over Big it. Big pish. pish. Left and right, there's raining from the ceilings. Coming up from the ground, we're, we're drowning in a sea of pish here pish. in the women's division pish. in WWE, and pish. it needs to be fixed. They deserve better, and they I do. hope it does happen soon. Soon. But who knows? Soon. Soon. 
Soon. Is this all just Soon. biding time until the man returns and dominates the... Uh, she was the most popular superstar in wrestling before, yeah. and now it's been over a year, and she can take as much time it as she likes, obviously, even if she never goes back, but is WWE waiting for this? Is one person like, going to fix all the issues in one in that whole division? I think there needs to be like a, a hierarchy that we don't really have, right? Mm. The, the tag team division is in shambles. The hierarchy is supposed to be Natty and Tamina are the best tag team. Like, So you're hoping it pushes everyone down into the better spots. I'm hoping because like Charlotte and Rhea are clearly near the top, but are they better than Sasha or Alexa? Like, There's a lot of mix going on there, right? So I don't know. In the men's division, it's Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, and Drew. I have said it. And then everybody I've else. I've said it once. I will say it again. Because I don't think the women's tag titles do this justice. You need a mid-card women's title. That defines the division. If you do it with women's tag, without having any women's tag teams, all that does is it takes all the mid-card women and they go, we'll put you together for a wee bit, but then that doesn't rock, so we'll put you together for a wee bit. But it doesn't stick. It doesn't stick. What you need is a women's mid-card title belt. You can still do it over both shows if you want. I don't have a problem with that. Fine. It's whatever. fine. I'll take it at this point. But do a women's <laughs> mid-card title so that you can have one-on-one -on -one matches that actually mean something. None, rather than just have, oh, well, we need to have that match mean something. We'll make it a tag match with some random idiot that passes the back door and then make them fight the tag champs and there you go. That's not enough. And Jason, do you disagree with having a mid-card uh, women's championship? And then I want to hear Ryan after. Um, I don't disagree with it, but you're going to have to find room in the show for more storylines, you know? Um, no, I'm... It's a good idea, and, and maybe you should find more room for you know the talent they have on the women's roster. Cut out uh, some crappy uh, Jackson Riker promo or something, and put in a, a women's <laughs> promo. I don't know, like make it make it fit better, make us care more about the division, make us understand where people sit instead of just like you got two people that are champion or champion material in Charlotte and uh, what's her name about it. The Aussie, Rhea, Rhea Ripley, Rhea. Yeah. <laughs> Rhea Ripley, and then you got everyone else is happy to last two minutes with them. So it just doesn't, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, if if we go down the Raw card, for example, the women are getting a lot of spots, right? If we go down what happened on Raw this week, we have Nikki Cross and Charlotte, which obviously involves Rhea. Um, after that, we have Eva Marie, Naomi, and uh, Piper all together. There's that. There's Asuka versus Rhea Ripley that happens. Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. I guess I uh, didn't even think about Shana it. With Shayna Baszler yeah. involved. So the crazy thing is they're actually putting women on the screen more than ever, giving them tons of time. But just, in classic WWE fashion, yeah, they're doing nothing with it. I, it's just pish. I like a mid-card women's title. I would put it on Raw. Raw has more time to dedicate to a storyline that would involve that. Maybe even move the women's tag title. Maybe have two women's titles on each show. Tag titles to SmackDown with Bianca's title, uh, mid-card yeah. title to Raw, and that way you don't have this intermingling. You put two random freaks together and see what happens. Really, singles competitors on Raw, a couple singles competitors on SmackDown with some tag teams on SmackDown as well. 
So it right. should be treated the same as the men's division. Yeah, it's all maybe. we're looking for yeah. to bring it closer to that treatment. Maybe yeah, okay. even on it's SmackDown have an goal. open NXT pipeline a little bit. Have a Shotzi and Ember come up for a yes. quick feud. Drop them back down after. That's fine. Um, like I don't, Those are I, the type of people you bring up and have them job, but they don't even have to look bad. But they are there to make the current talent look good. You bring them up. You give them a little experience on the main show. They have a match. They lose. They go back down. Does it matter? No, but they had some exposure. I don't know. But if you liked what you saw, you might go and watch NXT that next week as well. You go, oh, I quite enjoyed that match. They were jobbed out, but I quite enjoyed what I saw. They do it. Let me go and have a look at the other content. Bring people up, send them back down. It happens all the time in sports. You know, the wrestlers aren't going to be like, I had a taste. Now I'm not going back to NXT. Like, fine, go ahead and do that, and they'll drop you. No, that's going to give you a taste. We've solved the women's division. WWE, you can have that one for free if you do it right. So That's let's right. go. None of your pish. Unbelievable. That's not you know. Indeed. Well, is there anything else you guys want to say this week? Jason, is, he, is that the wrap up? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now let's end with this beautiful music. Powered by Riverside FM. Oh, there we go. <laughs> hey, well, that's that the drop. <laughs> that was the Czech Republic national anthem. Ah, uh, you're a scumbag. Oh. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Did you even know though? I didn't. I never heard it before. Did you even what know you though? Did I know? <laughs> yeah, the guy from Scotland happens Jason, to know. You can't even Czech. sing out Canada. Yeah. They changed it recently. I gotta relearn it. <laughs> it changed. So you could sing the uh, sing the old one. I'll take it. Oh Canada. That's the gist of it. Terre de oh, yeah, French. Like, I know that bit as well. <laughs> I know the first bit. In all thy What was it? All friends. All thy friends command now? It was all thy sons command. I know, I know, before. but what is it now? In all thy In all of us? In all of us command. I believe. Lovely. Yeah, in all of us. I don't know. Uh, who knows? It's going to get a lot of use, that one. Yep. Right. Jason, do you know what the national anthem of Scotland is? It's pretty controversial that they still use it, actually, a little bit. No. <laughs> Fuck England. It's not. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. I have a, oh, after watching uh, Braveheart, Scotland. I have a whole new perspective on the uh, Europe. Actually not, well, on on United Kingdom. <laughs> I was gonna say on, on Europe, Europe, really? <laughs> Nothing about Europe in there, but okay. I watched Braveheart, and now I, I know everything about Scotland, yeah. and I guy? know all about Europe. I William Wallace. It's so funny because Braun was talking about William Wallace this week and his strategies. Oh, really? Not Braun. Yeah. Braun Strowman <laughs> was it on Twitter. <laughs> uh, whatever Drew Drew, fact, Drew, uh, Drew was talking about William Wallace but the movie is not historically but it is good place. though it is didn't Bobby Lashley also say he was going like, to cut Drew's head off or something like that today uh, uh, it's right. not PG sword <laughs> Brad cut his head off. <laughs> take us home I don't want to talk about Scotland <laughs> no we'll send this one home just like the Scots sent that stupid jerk king back to England when they defeated him Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Four Jobbers Podcast. On behalf of the Wax Mamba, on behalf of LA Deep, on behalf of Jason the Braveheart, I am Ginger Heat. Thank you so much for listening at the Four Jobbers on all of social media. 